Hello. Hello, bitches. And welcome to Killer Crime and Sister Time. I don't know why I said it like that, but welcome. It's your customer service voice. Customer <laughs> service voice. <laughs> I'm Sydney. I'm Liberty. <laughs> I'm tired. What's up? <laughs> I know it's late where you are. I tried to be as fast as I possibly could, but then, you know, I was helping at work and then I, you know, I had to eat my sandwich and take my notes. <laughs> Worse. I just had a lot to do. <laughs> Very busy. Um, how are you? I'm good. I'm tired. I've been working a lot. Yeah. Saturday was a poop show. So I graduated Friday, right? Party time. Yeah. Um, and then I have my grad night. Um, it was cool. It was, it was okay. Um, it was at this, it was at Cascade Athletic Club. So it was at a gym. So, you know, it it wasn't terrible. It was okay. Um, whatchamacallit. And then, so we do that. And then, uh, I get back at five in the morning from, I sleep until like 11 and then I have work. At two, I have an eight-hour shift Good. from two to ten. And then John Green is like, "Comes day to night." I was like, "Fuck!" I was like, "Okay." <laughs> so I stayed the night there, and then I woke up early there and helped set up his whole grad party. And yeah, Ooh, <laughs> that's rough, bro. Yeah, and then my boss was like, "Oh my gosh, can you work until ten tomorrow night?" And I was like. Yeah, yeah, we can. You're like, I'd rather die, but okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. So now I work three to ten tomorrow. Oh, look at you. But I get a lunch and a break, so it'll be like six hours and twenty minutes. So it's not terrible. No, it's a horrible time. Okay, I don't know what's happening, but you keep like getting quieter and then louder again. I don't know if you're like covering a speaker or what. That's possible. Am I like quiet right now or loud right now? You're loud right now. Okay, cool. Then I'm just not going to move. Okay, that's a great plan. That's a great idea. <laughs> My alive orientation for college is this week. Are you excited? I'm excited. I'm worried though. I don't have my transcripts. I don't know what the fuck they're supposed to do. But also, they don't, Clark doesn't print out unofficial transcripts. So literally, all my transcripts are just my grades on my phone. Which I guess I can always forward to my advisor at Wazoo because technically, like, the they don't print them out, so it's just under an unofficial transcript tab on my phone. Yeah, that's is, that's fine. Okay, cool. So I can just like show, I can just like read them the grades, and that should be enough. Or you can forward like a screenshot to them. Okay, cool. Yeah, because I have all my quarters on here. It's just you know I don't have official ones yet because my quarter doesn't end until June twenty third. Right. And that's fine. I think they recognize that. They have it sent in the emails that unofficial transcripts are fine. Yeah, so, so you're good. Just take a screenshot of that. Exactly. Whoa, how are you doing? I keep yawning. Uh, sorry, what was that? I said, how are you doing? Um, Good. Just good. studying for the bar. I'm exhausted. I can imagine. Um, They, like... I don't know. I just like wish bar prep was over because I'm just so tired 24 seven. And I just, it's a lot. It's exhausting. My puppy's cute on the plus side. He is a good boy. Does he, has he stopped whining at night and keeping you up? 
Yeah, he doesn't whine at night. He only really whines like if he has to go potty, which is fine because we don't want him peeing in his kennel. So right, no one wants to pee in their kennel. Yeah, exactly. It's uncomfortable for everybody. We have to clean it up. He's looking at us like, "Why the fuck didn't you take me out sooner?" He's like, "Fuck you guys, dude." Yeah, yeah. So it's just awkward for everyone involved. Exactly. So I guess we didn't really talk about it. Our theme this week it was military murders, right? Yes. Okay, good, because that's what I did. <laughs> I totally forgot. I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to do it. <laughs> From what I remember of our last conversation. <laughs> yeah, so we did military crimes, murders, what have you. Exactly. Also, side note, I'm, like, looking at my closet, and it's, like, overwhelming because I don't wear half of the shit, but at the same time, like, I can't you get can't myself get of it. <laughs> because I'm just like, oh, my God, like, what? Like, I could, like, I'm going to wear that, and then I don't fucking wear it. Right, so you wear the same like, exact things over and over again. Literally. So I'm hoping that maybe I can, like, I don't know. And then I can't, like, I see all these cute clothes and I'm like, fuck, I can't justify buying it until I get rid of more clothes. Right. <sighs> when I buy clothes, I make myself get rid of some of the clothes that I had, you okay. know, like, like to, to replace, you know. Right. Well, like, I mean, like, look at this shit. Like, the whole top of my closet, full bottom yep. full yeah laundry basket full your disaster i just i just need a lot of clothes your life is so hard you know well i'm like buying okay i would just like to add that i buy night like nowadays nowadays i buy 90 percent of my own clothes i'm proud because of you. job so mom and dad stopped buying me things right right yeah, that's usually how it works, right? You kind of only have yourself to blame for that one. That's facts. Yeah. But yeah. So do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? How are we doing this? Oh. I'll go first. Okay. I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, you forgot what you were going to say? Oh, I had someone tell me a funny story today. I just thought this was funny. So this kid, I know. Um, So a bunch of people had a party last night, right? It was all the way in Lake Center. Mm-hmm. And I get a text from one of my friends. And she's like, yeah, you know, like one of our other friends who's a dude, he was up at Mount Hood because there was a party up at Mount Hood. Don't know why there's parties up there. Just there was a party up there. It got busted, right? Well, Well, that's like a national park, but okay. Right. He came to the center from Mount Hood, didn't tell any of the friends he was with. They had the Mount Hood fucking search and rescue team looking for him for like three hours because he didn't tell anyone he, he left when he when he oh my god he's really fucked up but yeah i thought that was really funny oh my god yeah he they just left he just like got in a car so yeah <laughs> people are like oh my god we had another friend yeah and now he's gone so they call search and rescue oh my god rescue looked for him for like a couple hours <sighs> And then, yeah, I don't know what happened after that, but yeah, literally, like, people were like, dude, where the fuck are you? And he goes, what do you mean? You know, like, I'm like I'm on another party. And they were like, are you serious? Like, oh, God. Yeah. So- and what did he get, like, charged the fee that Search and Rescue, ha- you know, like, I wonder if he can get charged right. Yes, they get false alarms all the time, I feel like, you know, right. um, to go out at night and search for someone. Yeah, that sounds fucking terrible for someone that's literally not even there. Not missing. Not yeah. missing at all. Not a different party. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, okay. Uh, <laughs> going back to our theme here, uh, we're doing military murders slash crimes, and I'm doing Timothy Hennis. 
Oh. Um, okay. What? I said never heard of it, but I'm excited. I've heard of him just a lot because he's housed at Leavenworth. Um, which for those who don't know, that's where my husband works. Um, or where my husband's stationed and um it's a military prison um yeah it's a military prison the united states and um that's where timothy hennis is currently incarcerated on death row (sighs) so will has actually met hennis fun fact oh shit (laughs) (laughs) he said he complains about the food a lot anyway oh he's the one who complains about the food yeah he's the one who complains about the food (laughs) bro what is he death row yeah, he's a death row. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, we talked about him. He complains about food. That's fucking funny. <laughs> you have no right. <laughs> you <Sir>. have no right. <laughs> um, okay, so his early life. Timothy Hennis was born February 24th, 1958. He grew right. up in Rochester, Minnesota. Um, and he graduated high school in 1976. He worked in town um, until he joined the army in 1980. After joining the army, he married his wife, Angela, and the couple had their daughter, Christine, shortly after. Around this time, Hennis uh, got stationed at Fort Bragg as a parachute rigger, which I don't really know what that means. I'm assuming it has to do with setting up parachutes for successful jumps, but I don't know. (laughs) Um so obviously i kind of already spoiled it at the beginning um hennis is a death sentence inmate so um obviously he does something pretty fucked up um so the next part i'm going to talk about is the family whose life he ruined um so that is the eastburns the Eastburn family lived in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Um, Gary Eastburn is the husband, and he um, is was married to Catherine Eastburn. The couple met in the 70s, and they were married in 1975. The couple had three children, Kara, Aaron, and Jana. Um, the children were five, three, and 22 months, respectively. Um, in 1983, the family was uh pcs to pope air force base i don't know air force bases i know army bases so i don't know what that is but anyway that's where they were pcs to uh permanent change station and for people who don't know and um in 1985 gary was sent to a training school in montgomery alabama um often with schools you're kind of go on your own and then your family will stay behind wherever they're located at uh so here was um north carolina and um so after gary was supposed to be done with school the family was going to be pcsing to england um so they were going to you know be stationed there for however long um because of this catherine was looking to rehome their dog because you know they couldn't really bring it across or they i guess they could but it would be really complicated to bring their dog right yeah, to a new country uh, so the dog's name is dixie um and Catherine took out an ad in the like Fort Bragg area newspaper um, saying that they were looking to rehome their dog. 
And then on May 7th, 1985, U.S. Army Sergeant Timothy Hennis responded to this ad at the Eastburn family home. The Hennis family already had a dog, uh, but they wanted to add another to the family. And that day, Hennis took Dixie home. And that was May 7th. On May 11th, Catherine didn't respond to her husband's regular phone call. The next day, a concerned neighbor and a police officer visited the Eastburn home. In the home, unfortunately, they discovered a horrible scene. Catherine, Kara, and Aaron were dead. Catherine was stripped to the waist. Um, trigger warning, she was sexually assaulted and stabbed 15 times. There was semen found inside of her. And um, yes, yeah, so that's how they found Catherine. Kara um, which was one of the daughters had been stabbed multiple times in her chest. And Aaron, one of the other daughters had been bludgeoned to death, um, in the chest and back. Yeah. Jana, the baby, the 22 month old baby was found Uh alive, dehydrated and suffering from diarrhea, but thankfully she was alive. So that's all that matters. Yeah. Um, so the investigation, um, this all happened in Cumberland, North Cumberland County, North Carolina. So the sheriff's office there was put in charge of the homicide investigation and they appointed detectives, Robert Biddle and Jack Watts to the case, um, while going through the home, looking for evidence and collecting all that jazz, uh, they found fingerprints and hair fibers. Um, they also did a luminol test in the master bathroom, which indicated that someone had tried and failed to clean up a crime scene. Oh yeah. How does, how, I just don't understand. Like, I just, I guess I just don't get how well does it, how you look at this, you work with this guy and then you just, I mean, obviously he's not like a coworker, but you know, like, right. <laughs> you know, just like, you know, beats the living fuck out of him for killing children. Yeah. I mean, most of the time, unless about food, <laughs> and most like, of the time, unless he's complaining about food, I think he's just kind of quiet, chilling in a cell, but yeah. And saying, yeah anyway we'll get to more of it I don't want to spoil anything else (laughs) so the first night of the investigation a man contacted the detectives and informed them that on the night of the murders he had seen a tall white man dressed in jeans a beanie and a black members only jacket um exit the Eastburn's driveway early on May 10th so it was like really early in the morning like 3 a.m um the man was allegedly carrying a garbage bag and drove away in a white uh chevrolet chevette um based on this information it was believed that the murders occurred between late may 9th like 10 p.m ish 11 p.m ish uh and early may 10th right because they had a possible eyewitness the detectives were also able to get a sketch Mm mm-hmm and on May 15th, after seeing the news coverage, Hennis visited the police station, uh, you know, because of the dog and all that, and was interrogated. Um, Hennis acknowledged at this time that he had picked up the dog, but said that he had no other contact with Catherine, except for updating her on how the dog was settling into the new home, like, the next day. So he mm-hmm. picked it up May 7th, and so, like, May 8th, he said he contacted, or May 8th or May 9th, he said he contacted her to tell her how the dog was getting used to the house. Um, 
Hannes claimed that on May 9th, he had dropped off his family at his in-law's house and returned home after he got gas. Um, so no one was with him on the night of the murders because they were all at his in-law's house. Right. Um, so it doesn't really have an alibi. Um, based on that statement, Hennessy's resemblance to the sketch, the investigators, uh, decided that they wanted to get samples from him. Uh, so they did like blood and like, you know, a cheek swab and all that jazz. Um, Mm -hmm. They did a photo lineup also, and he was ID'd by the man who said that he had seen someone exiting the Eastburn's home with a garbage bag and all that jazz. Um, And then eventually they established that Hennis was their main suspect. He was arrested that same night on suspicion of the murders and rape. Um, Catherine's debit card had also been stolen during this horrendous event and it had the police had determined that about $300 had been stolen off of the card um investigators tried to link this to Hennis by saying that like he he did he did do this he had a history of writing bad checks and so they were like hey like clearly he does sketchy things with money um and he was also currently late on rent so they were like well obviously he murdered this woman for $300 so he could catch up on rent um additionally a woman used one of the atm machine or atm machine the m stands for machine sorry i'm tired (laughs) it's been a long it's been a long um had used one of the atms that had been used with Catherine Eastburn's debit card, you know, by the suspect. Right. And she um, identified a man matching Hennessy's description. This guy's uh, getting fucking nailed right now. Like, there's, like, what a shitty way to try and get right away with a crime. Right? Oh, but just wait, it gets better. <laughs> um. So Hennessy's alibi also came into question because, you know, he said he dropped off his family at his in-laws and then got gas and went home. Right. Well, apparently his ex-girlfriend, Nancy uh, M- M- Macer, I don't know how to say that, told okay. investigators that Hennis had made a visit to her home the night of the murder. Oh. Like, weird. Um, also, okay. you have a whole ass wife and child, so what is you doing? But whatever. Whatever. Hennis also recently brought his members-only jacket to the dry cleaner. So mm-hmm. May 10th, the day after the murder, he brought his jacket to the dry cleaner. Yeah. A little sus, but just a little. Yeah. Um, so Hennis had his first trial um, that happened in the summer of 1986. Prior to the trial, the prosecution offered Hennis a plea bargain. He would plead guilty to two counts of second-degree murder and two consecutive life sentences. Hennis turned down the plea bargain, so they went to trial. Also, why, I mean, what did he think he was going to get out of it? Two consecutive life sentences, he's not going to, I mean, like, you know, now he's on death row. Like, what's the difference? Like, now he's just going to die faster. Well, he's claiming that he didn't do anything so he's like oh i'll just be found innocent so i don't need to take your plea bargain Mm. so yeah Yeah, obviously not 
literally <laughs> points to you, sir. People are fucking identifying you. Yeah. <laughs> so I think something's off here. <laughs> yeah. And your alibi is not great. Um, so at the trial, the prosecution claimed that Hennis initiated a romantic relationship with Catherine Eastburn because his wife was gone and um, he was a douchebag, apparently. Nice. Um, but Catherine turned him down which led Hennis to kill her and her oldest children. So this is what the prosecution says, right? Um, And the defense doesn't really have, like, a great defense to this. Um, So after 10 hours of deliberation, the jury found Hennis guilty of three counts of first-degree murder and one count of rape. Surprise. yeah, right. On July 8th, he was sentenced to death and transferred to death row in Raleigh, North Carolina. While in prison, Hennis received a lever- a letter, wow, a letter that took credit for the murderers um, that said, quote, Dear Mr. Hennis, I did the crime. I murdered the Eastburns. Sorry you're doing the time. I'll be safely out of North Carolina when you read this. Thanks, Mr. X. The letter was also sent on July 8th, which is the day that, um, like, his uh, sentence came down. And it was also sent to the sheriff, um, which I thought was a little sus and too convenient, because if someone was really trying to get away with it, why would they send a letter to the sheriff? Like, they they would go their whole life letting people think that it was Hennis. No one else would look into it exactly like i was very confused no there's literally they that would never be a thing okay i'm glad i'm not the only one who thought that anyway um you know this letter comes out and he's like oh shit i got something to go off of so um in 1988 his conviction was successfully appealed his defense stated that the graphic images shown to the jury Oh, yeah. Also, they showed, like, crime scene photos in the first trial, and they were, like, really graphic and fucked up. And so his defense said that showing the images um, unduly influenced the jury against Hennis. So he got a retrial. Yeah, so he got a retrial. Um, The retrial occurred in April 1989. The defense attempted to tear down the prosecution's witnesses, so, like, the guy who said he saw... Um, someone matching Hennis's description, leave the Eastburn home and um, the lady at the ATM and all that. Right. Um, they also presented new witnesses. One witness said they saw a different man and in a van in the area. And then, but like, didn't really say that it was like a man, like, you know, in a van in the Eastburn driveway or anything. You just said it was in the area. Being in the area and being by the crime scene is different, folks. Right. And then um, a local boy was jogging in the area during the night of the murder and was wearing similar clothing. So they were like, oh, well, they might have just saw this dude and, like, he kind of dressed like right. Hannes. So, oh, like, that could have been it. These are terrible defenses. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they also presented uh footprints blood and hair samples that didn't match the victims or hens which i think was probably like the biggest nail in the coffin because after a three-week trial and a two-day deliberation the jury found Hennis not guilty on all counts so 
Um, why did they test the semen? We'll get to it. Okay. But let's just say that in the 80s, DNA samples weren't too hot, I guess. Anyway, so after this, like, trial and retrial, the East- Gary Eastburn re- relocates with his surviving daughter, Jana, to the U.S. Air Force Base in London. Um, at this time, he meets and marries an English nurse in 1991. And eventually he retires, returning to the United States and settling in Washington. As for Hennis, he re-enlists in the army, which ends up being a large mistake for this man. (laughs) I can imagine. Yeah. Um, He served overseas, winning awards and accolades for his service. In 1998, he and his family... got stationed at JBLM, which is joint bait with Lewis McCord in Washington. They kind of near Seattle. Um, And in 2004, Hennis retired from the army and found work at a waste treatment plant. Um, But you're saying, but Sydney, he, you said he's on death row, but he clearly was acquitted. You're a correct listener. Um, But let me tell you, what happens <laughs> so in may of 2005 um they pull a swab that had been taken from Catherine after the murder um, okay. and they were finally able to test it this was a vaginal swab so it had semen and all that jazz on it um and mm-hmm. this is because they weren't able to test it in the 80s because dna testing was too new and they weren't able to like actually pull what they did to right so wait where are we now where they were able to test it what year is this 2005 oh 25 later 25 oh my god okay this was 1985 yeah like yeah a while later shit okay okay um after testing after like they finally got it tested in june of 2006 a forensic test determined that it was 1.2 quadrillion times more likely to come from Hennis than anyone else. 1.2 quadrillion. I'm going to take those odds. <laughs> so this information was shared with the investigators and Gary Eastburn. But unfortunately, Hennis had already been tried by the state of North Carolina. And they were in a pickle because of double jeopardy. As we all know, of course, you know, the Constitution, Ship, Bill of Rights, yeah. wherever the fuck that rule came from, I don't know, but <laughs> somewhere. I mean, it's nice that you can't just keep trying people over and over again, but anyway. <laughs> this one, this should be, you know, the exemption. <laughs> well, um, they were able to find their way around this by having the Army recall Hennis back into service. Um, he was then court-martialed in August of 2007. In December of that year, Hennis appealed this decision, saying that the army lacked jurisdiction, but this was, of course, denied. Right. He kept appealing and kept repeatedly getting denied for a few years. Um, Hennis's court-martial at Fort Bragg eventually began on March 17, 2010, and lasted for three weeks. There was a jury of 14 um, army people. They were officers and NCOs, non-commissioned officers. 
Mm-hmm. And um, at trial, the prosecution focused on the DNA evidence and previous eyewitness statements that corroborated the DNA. So, you know, the guy who saw the car leaving the East Burns and the lady right. at the end. Okay. Um, so Hennis's defense claimed that the DNA got mixed up and he had consensual sex with Catherine and that's why his semen was there. Um, can't consent when you're being murdered. Right. Also, I don't, he's, this is how that works. Saying you consent, had consensual sex, but like your alibi for the time was different. But now you're saying, oh, yeah, no, I was there because I had consent. Like, make it make no. sense. Make it make sense. Your alibi. <laughs> I don't know. I have a problem with it, but whatever. Whatever. Um, so, uh, yeah, so they say, oh, well, like they contaminated the DNA, it got all mixed up, and um, it was actually consensual sex. So it's no big deal. Don't worry, you guys. Um, <laughs> don't worry, guys. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Um, after three hours of deliberation, the jury unanimously found Hannah's guilty. Um, mm. They did not buy it. Right. As one, as no one fucking would. Right. And that happened on um, April 3rd of 2010. So three weeks after the court martial began. So his second imprisonment on April 15th, 2010, the jury recommended that Hennis be sentenced to death and he was demoted to a private um and you won he's currently in Shit, that's bottom bottom right yeah bottom bottom um he's currently incarcerated on death row in leavenworth he has a death sentence inmate there um and he has attempted appealing but everything keeps getting like denied his most recent appeal um was in february of 2019 and that was also denied so if you really think anyone's gonna fucking listen to this like genuinely like how many more like well i think now what he's trying to say is that it was double jeopardy so he shouldn't have even been put in the situation but courts keep telling him that it wasn't double jeopardy because i mean technically it's different jurisdictions so it doesn't yeah because technically one is like civilian world jurisdiction and like where the constitution would apply and then the second is the UCMJ, which, which is, is military jurisdiction. Right. So it's like different. He can, so basically what I'm hearing is he can fuck off. Well, yeah. And also he's literally, I was reading, so I got my sources from Wikipedia and wearethemighty.com. But (laughs) ignore it. But like Wikipedia was talking about how many appeals he's made during this like time, and it's ridiculous. It's like no one thinks you're in the right here, dude. Like no one's on your side for this. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what to get. Which I'll tell you. I guess. And I don't know. I have a lot of. I have a lot of issues with it. He seems to have like lied a lot. His story changes a lot. His alibi doesn't fucking line up. No. And gaps in it where he could have murdered people. Yeah. And nobody was there also to like corroborate it for him. And so he could really say anything and literally just try and get away with it. What yeah. a dick. And so I don't know. I think personally I think he did it. 
both the state of North Carolina and the United States Army also think he did it, but and the jury. So yeah, I mean, you know, at least he got he you know he might have been double jeopardy, but he got a fair trial both times, dude. The people decided. Yeah, I mean, I also don't know. I don't like. I don't think it's it's a difficult subject. I will say that, like, I wouldn't have thought that you could be you that you would have that option but also don't know anything about military law so like i i can't speak to that either i know civilian law so didn't you get a recruiter try to get you one time yeah and i and they were like for the marines i was like thank you but no thank you i tell you the marines recruiter my area showed up to katie's house he's insane he's literally called he's called mom and dad like 50 times and i'm like sir i'm not joining the fucking marines <laughs> please leave me alone i know also speaking of the military we have two kids that are going to the air force academy in like colorado or utah or some shit i don't know one of those weird states <laughs> <laughs> they're going to the air force academy right yeah and they were announcing kids that are like joining the military at graduation yeah, and i, I like, didn't I, get announced <laughs> i know i was like I was like, I'm literally joining the fucking military. <laughs> I know. Did you tell them though? Yes, I was, but they don't, I get, maybe they don't consider it me joining the military yet because I'm doing ROTC first, but so are those fucking kids. They're just commissioning two years before I am. Yeah. I was going to say, they're still, they're just con- like, they're signing two years yeah. before I do. That's literally the only difference. I was like, they're I'm, still ROTC. Yeah, I'm still going to be, yeah, but they're doing it. Yeah, except they're doing it at the Air Force Academy and not- right. But it's still ROTC. Exactly. Even I'm if still, it is military academy. I'm still going to be a second lieutenant, just like those kids are, because they're going to be just second lieutenants in the Air Force. Well, whatever Air Force ranks are, but yeah. It's second lieutenant. I oh, uh, They said it at graduation. Yeah. It's the oh. same for them. Or that part's the same for them. Right. Yeah. I was like, right. I don't know Army ranks. Don't talk to me about anything else. I don't know anything. There's so many things. There's so many different fucking things. There are. There are. Like so firefighting's easy. You know, yeah. there's your firefighters. There's captains. There's training captains, battalion chiefs, chiefs, assistant chiefs. Like that's easy to me. But like yeah. you know, captain, second lieutenant, first lieutenant, NCO, private. Like what? Second what? lieutenant, first lieutenant, captain. But yeah, that's the order. What it goes. So. Repeat it. Repeat after. Repeat it one more time. Second lieutenant, okay. first lieutenant, captain. So who's the highest? The second lieutenant. First okay. lieutenant is higher. So Will was a second lieutenant. Now, now he's first lieutenant. So it's first lieutenant, second lieutenant, captain. Second lieutenant is the bottom. Okay. Captain's the middle. Nope. First lieutenant. Captain's the highest captain's higher well there's okay. ranks above that that those are all that really matter to you in the next four years four <laughs> years exactly okay cool okay so i decided to talk about the fucking dangerous ass place no one wants to go fort hood oh my god yeah so i'm yeah. just gonna talk about that vanessa story vanessa. i just can't pronounce her last name gian gian thank you i was like god i feel so uncultured and white right now yeah no you're so, uh, she was 20 years old. Um, her parents were from Mexico. I was a little unsure if she was, I mean, obviously I know, you know, eth- ethnically she's from Mexico. I just didn't know if she was like born there and immigrated or anything like that. Right. Um, I just know that her parents were 
from Mexico. Um, she was she trained as oh gosh, I forgot to write it down. What's it called? Something she was a motherfucker. What was she? Small arms something. She did something small arms. She worked in the armory. She was like a work person. Let's say right here. Uh, small arms and old all, all t- artillery repair. She was a 91F. So she um, worked in the armory and stuff. One second. There we go. I, I was like, yes. I, I clicked buttons. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> so she was uh, 20 years old at the time of her murder. She joined in 2018 and... Um, Oh my gosh, stop clicking on things and was murdered April 22nd of 2020. So she'd only been in, she hadn't barely been in for that long. She'd only been in for two years. Um, she was, so a couple, I want to say a couple days before April 22nd or like a week before, she had called her mom and was talking to her mom and complaining about how she was being sexually harassed by one of her sergeants. And um, he's unnamed in all the articles I read, but uh, she's being sexually harassed and a bunch of other female soldiers were saying that they were being sexually harassed as well. So he was, you know, making lewd comments, shit like that. Her mom was like, you need to say something. And yeah. Vanessa was, no, I can handle it myself because she was afraid her mom would call and file a report and she didn't want to be, she didn't want to start something, which I mean, like as, as someone who's been in that situation, it's very hard to just want to step up because you're gaslighted as soon as you say something. So it's yeah. hard. I understand it, but so, um, which call it, they searched a while and there was, um, there was Rangers out there. Um, there was marshals. They had local police looking, they looked for about two weeks, I think. And then her body was found June 30th by some contractors all around the Leon river in a place where the police and all the military had searched. Yeah. So their theory is, is that it was in the concrete and the animals like dug it up or something which I think is honestly an excuse to cover it up because this story gets fucking crazy. Like military cover up kind of crazy. Also, I think that why would that be your first thought that animals dug into concrete? Why wouldn't it be that the person knew where you were going to be looking and didn't drop her there until after you had already searched it? Like, doesn't that make more sense? Yeah. Well, literally. Yeah. I I don't, I don't know. I think a lot of this is a cover-up, if I'm being completely honest. Uh, oh, don't it's against me, the U.S. military. I think Fort Hood is sus as hell. Yeah, it's fucking facts. So, um, she was last seen April 22nd at 1 p.m. in the parking lot of her unit. Um, all of her personal belongings, so like, you know, I mean, not like her purse, but you know, like, should that be in your purse? Like, your ID, your car keys, everything was left in the armory where she worked. Um, and the person she was last seen with was another enlisted soldier, Aaron Robinson, who was also 20 years old. And so what happened, and it it was weird. It didn't say much about the murder just because there was a lot of it that was, like, weird. But um, him, so he murdered her, right? Dismembered her body, and his girlfriend... Of the girlfriend of Aaron Robinson is actually an estranged wife of another soldier at Fort Hood. So maybe they were on a break or some shit, but she helped him 
find the body or no she helped him hide the body and shit like that there's a lot of missing pieces because um Aaron Robinson killed himself so they don't know a bunch of the story because obviously he didn't confess or have time to tell anything so what so of what we do know does it all come from his girlfriend I yes basically and what she said and she's in jail for uh tampering with evidence good yeah so during this whole thing her mother was complaining to the army and not complaining I guess just advocating for herself just advocating to the army and trying to reach anyone she could because she knew she was being kept in the dark about a few details of this whole story so on June 13th of 2020 hundreds of people assembled at the gates of Fort Hood to protest um, what people said was lack of information and the CID report I'm not sure what CID stands for but they reported that they found no evidence that um, Guillen was assaulted but said investigators believed foul play was involved in her disappearance. I was like, how are you going to have evidence of being assaulted if no one speaks up about it? Like, right. she was too fucking scared to say anything. Like, of course, you're not going to have fucking evidence. Right. Also, I asked Will what CID meant, and he said criminal investigating division. Yeah, something like that. He's yeah, now so- putting headphones back in, but yeah. <laughs> He's the headphones back in, but yeah. So, um, on June 17th, the League of United Latin American Citizens added a $25,000 reward to the existing $25,000 reward announced by the Army. So in total, they had a $50,000 reward on trying to find Vanessa. So, um, Okay, so this is before they actually find her remains. Yes. So on June 23rd, Congresswoman Sylvia Garcia um, in... So the Vanessa's family resided in the district that this Congresswoman could, like worked with so she met with Fort Hood officials to discuss it and the authorities said that more than 300 interviews and over 10,000 hours were spent investigating her disappearance but like no one fucking believed that um yeah and so on June 30th um army investigators were called when contractors discovered partial human remains along the Leon River this area had previously been searched even by cadaver dogs and June 20th after a burn mound was discovered nearby Investigators theorized that the remains previously buried under concrete had been dug up by wildlife. Okay, no, cadaver dogs aren't stupid. Also, someone stated that it was the most sophisticated burial site he'd ever seen. So how the how did wildlife dig through concrete? Also, cadaver dogs like can are, I've seen like you know on investigation like shows where. The cadaver dog like sniffs through fucking concrete and finds the body that like the killer buried underneath their deck or something, you know? Like, yeah. That whatever. <laughs> I hate it. I just um, also yeah. dumbasses try to burn the body. And they said a burn mound was discovered nearby, so possibly, yeah. Uh, okay. No one has ever no like human without like crematorium capacities are gonna be able to burn. A human body in a normal fire i'm assuming they probably figured that out when they tried yeah <laughs> so i'm gonna go with yeah Idiot. so um, around the evening at 8 30 they re-interviewed um cecily cecily a local woman who was a wife of the soldier for hood and the girlfriend of aaron david robinson oh, who was yeah. enlisted um he, robinson was the last known person to see Gillen. 
Um, he'd been previously interviewed by authorities and he stated that the only contact they had that day was about equipment she was working on. So um, his girlfriend told police that Robinson told her about killing a female soldier at Fort Hood. So she she snaked this bitch out. But she like didn't do yeah. anything until someone approached her. Yeah, for real. Girl, well, we, she, girl, we rat out people when they tell I, us they murdered stuff. Like we don't hold on to that. Right, but I guarantee the only reason she said something was so she could stay out of trouble. Because she didn't get convicted for any part of the murder besides tampering with evidence, which is not a death sentence or a life sentence at all. Mm. Annoying. Anyway, So she did a tapped phone call with him and said, baby, they found the pieces. Gosh, I hate that. Yeah, and to which he never denied anything in his texts or call responses. So, um, allegedly, she helped Robinson dismember and dispose of the body on April 22nd, after Robinson told her he bludged her to death with a hammer inside the armory in which he worked. He did it in the armory? That's what he says. I don't know how the fuck you hide that, though. Isn't there can- shouldn't, there, shouldn't there be cameras in a military armory? Are there cameras in an armory? Uh, no. He said no. Generally not. Generally not. That's in my in my personal opinion, not trying to come at you, army. That's the <laughs> stupidest fucking idea for my entire goddamn life. Whatever. Not trying to come at you. I'm joining you. Obviously, I don't hate you that much, but that's a dumb idea. Whatever. Dumb idea. I, it's your armory. It's your armory. There's guns in there and shit, right? <laughs> that's what you don't need to have your camera in there. You just lock it. Um, okay, he said you don't need a camera in there because you lock it. But I would just like to say that Lainey told us a story the other day of an individual who went to padlock a gate closed and padlocked his keys into the padlock. Like, like locked his keys inside the padlock. Oh my fucking god. Well, I would also... So like, I'm like, I don't know if I trust these humans. Exactly. Well, at the same time, like, here's just something, you know, I mean, like, you're taking kids out of high school. Like, these are 20-year-old kids. They're not adults. As someone who's almost 20 myself, and who my boyfriend's literally 19, like, almost 20. Not like, it's not an adult. <laughs> no. And, <laughs> and like, to just give them that much trust, I understand, you know, they're, you know, they're well, like, uniformed. They're great people. But at the same time, like, fuck. Like, you need to have more trust. Like, you need to have less trust yeah. and more cameras <laughs> More cameras. cameras whatever <laughs> so on the evening of june 30th robinson escaped the custody of an unarmed guard <laughs> so everyone can have guns except the one guard guarding the murderer <laughs> fuck so he fled the base um after he got told by his girlfriend that they found the body um he Oh, so he'd been detained by his unit at the request of CIC, the Criminal Investigation Command agent, under the pretense of violating COVID-19 pandemic quarantine rules. So he tried to, what should we call it? Uh, so they tried to get him under like, oh, yeah, like, you know, you broke quarantine rules. Like, now you're about to get punished, even though they were really getting him for the murder. Right. But then his friend called him. him. Yeah. And- fucked up the ruse so yeah um in the early hours of july 1st the police located and attempted to make contact with robinson who produced a handgun and killed himself before he could be taken into custody 
But Vanessa's mom contradicts this report. She stated publicly that she has spoken to witnesses who heard two shots at the moment of Robinson's death. She believes Robinson was executed by the police and the army to cover up the crime and its accomplices in the highest ranks of the military. Wait, where where was she that she heard these? No, she said she spoke to witnesses who heard two shots. Oh, okay. I would just like to say that the area surrounding Fort Hood also isn't great, though. So that could have literally been anything. Yeah, but, but yeah, she said that there was two shots and they're trying to fucking cover it up. And I wouldn't put it past them because, you know, obviously this unnamed sergeant hasn't been outed yet for sexually harassing women. What was... Oh, he was... was this Aaron dude the same rank as Vanessa yeah he was a private oh it just said he was a private enlisted it didn't really say much else right okay it I just get like, there you said he was 20 so I assume that they're the same, the same. yeah I'm pretty sure they're the same Yikes. but yeah so fucking terrible um don't go to Fort Hood <laughs> seriously I told Will okay. you can't you can't make me go there I, I won't also i guarantee that bitch is haunted right that's what i'm saying that is a lot of bad okay so remember when vanessa went missing yes they were like other people started coming out and being like yeah well so-and-so is missing too and so is this person because they were just saying people were awol and not like like one of the what they were like seeing people were AWOL not looking. Yeah, and not looking. Like one of the people was like he had gone missing on a training exercise, which like ha- happens sometimes. But he, he had gone missing on a training exercise. Wait, can we and- just, wait, wait, just before we go into further, can we just take a back? <laughs> you know, it's a little reverse talk. How the fuck does that happen? Well, some like, okay, like sometimes they're out in the middle of nowhere. When you get and you just wander, like yeah, no, seriously, that's what happened. The dude wandered, and anyway, he was like still within the training site, <laughs> still like within that, and they said they searched it, but then someone ended up finding his remains later, and I was like, clearly you didn't search it that well because his remains were found in the training site. Exactly. I and when I, I claimed he was a wall, like they were like, oh yeah, he must have just walked off the post no you lost him and he died out there yeah i also was when i was looking at articles for this oh my god i found one where it was literally fucking talking about oh gosh oh my god apparently there's this huge conspiracy for brad right now so when was this article made April 18th, 2021, at least 44 Fort Bragg soldiers died stateside in 2020. Several of them are homicides, and the army isn't telling anyone what happened. Homicides? Okay, now now you can't make me go to Fort Bragg either. (laughs) Where's that? North Carolina. That's where where I want to go. Fuck. That's where I want to go is North Carolina. Recommend it. (laughs) I'm gonna fucking go die instead. Yeah, no, that's yeah. So for yeah, when I was researching with Vanessa, when I saw that, so 44 people at Fort Bragg died in 2020. Multiple right. violent deaths, multiple homicides, and the army isn't telling anyone what happened. <laughs> like separate incidents. Yeah, I didn't read the whole thing. Um, I didn't read the whole thing. <laughs> 
<laughs> panic. Yeah. So what you call it? Uh, one man. Wait. I don't know. There's just yeah. Mm. Uh, there's just multiple. There's been multiple deaths. There was a man found with one bullet straight to the head. Um, whistleblowers that oh have alleged that the use of hard drugs is widespread, widespread among special operators. Interesting. That's uh, that's a quote from this Rolling Stones article. <laughs> Good. Yeah. <laughs> God, I hate Trump. I'm just reading this article and says in response to these <laughs> other embarrassments, including President Trump's pardon of former SEAL Eddie in quotation marks, freaking evil Gallagher, the commander of an all special operations forces. General Richard Clark ordered a comprehensive ethics review on this man in August 2019. Jesus. Oh, good. In sight, however, they described him as an un an unhealthy sense of entitlement. And this and Trump pardoned him. Whatever. Okay. He also gave the highest civilian honor to fucking Rush Limbaugh. Piece of <laughs> literal human garbage. Anyway, um, I want. Okay, I would also just one more thing. Just one more thing. I'll be done in a minute. I watched a documentary. Of, it was actually really good. And it also explained how feminism can help men too. Because, you know, like, you know, we won't push such violent stereotypes on men, you know, keep men to like super crazy high standards. And then when they don't reach those standards, they get violent, they kill themselves, that kind of thing. Because, you know, right. we don't talk about men's emotions enough. Right. Um, so talking about how feminism can help men and how men become violent in the first place. It was a really great documentary, and it was really just shitting on Rush Limbaugh and how he acts as this tough American man, but wears expensive clothes, not made in the U.S., lives on a very liberal part of New York in a, a million-dollar high-rise apartment, and then talks about how he pulled himself up by his bootstraps when his daddy gave him some money. And it's just fucking they were golden bootstraps, but let him vibe, okay? You know, the silver spoon stuck up his ass, had nothing to do with it, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i just thought it was funny because they were just shitting on him and how he talks about oh you have to be a hard-working american and then like golfs every day it's just funny <laughs> i'm done Nothing is hard work okay i, know. I hate rachel bell we're done it's <laughs> <laughs> like feminist feminazis so it just radiates small dick energy <laughs> it does. It does. all feminists want is equal pay but fuck you right <laughs> <laughs> fuck me for wanting to get paid the same how dare you yeah okay i'm done uh, anyway uh yeah well thanks for listening guys oh i went and looked at like our um like our <laughs> podcast stats today because i wanted to see what number episode this was and yeah. i saw that we now have a listener in australia too maybe more i don't know but at least one <laughs> at least we have someone tuning in in australia <laughs> a listener down and down and now they're gone now they hate me <laughs> now we no longer do so sorry about the, the dot has gone dark because i'm a fucking ass <laughs> because that accent was hot garbage <laughs> down and down <laughs> oh my god there's this speaking of australia there's this show on netflix about these um people who make like airbnbs and shit in australia it's so fucking good it's so good good. i literally binged it oh my god me and mom watched the fuck out of that show i love it so much what 
is Jamie put me on it. It's yes. really one of the best and only like reality like shows I'll watch. I loved it so much. But, oh my god, did you guys see Outer Banks? It's coming out the new season, July. Really? Ooh, have I you watched the first one yet? Yeah, I watched the first season. Okay, good. John B. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, guys. I'm taken. I'm taken. <laughs> <laughs> not for John B. <laughs> not for John B. John doesn't listen anyway. It's whatever. <laughs> it's the 25 year olds playing 16 year olds for me, though. Let's be real. I know. I'm like, I'm, my whole life growing up, I was like, God, you know, I can't wait to get to high school and see all these hot boys. And then I get there and they just look like fucking children. Like, I look at freshmen really bad acne. Yeah. I look at freshmen now as it also I've seen some senior girls talk to freshman boys and I'm like how besides yeah. the point because okay. I look at freshman boys right now and I'm like you're a fucking fetus like you literally just popped out the womb that's how fucking childish you look they're still wearing the fucking neon socks <laughs> like <laughs> I just, children they just look like children <laughs> I don't know how <laughs> And I'm scared for college because I'm gonna look like a fucking fetus. You will. You will. God. And the senior year, you're gonna look at freshmen and be like, "Oh God, they're children." No, can't wait. I'm so good times. I'm excited for you. When do you head to Pullman? Uh, Recruitment starts the 14th, so I need to be there by then. So I'm assuming I'm gonna be moving in the 13th because move-in weekends the 13th to the 16th. Liddy. so yeah and ha- recruitment's like half online half in person oh. i'm super excited so yeah hmm. yeah did you already apply uh you need to know your housing assignment first oh you still don't know your housing assignment they said the latest we'll find out is july 7th and knowing wazoo that's probably going to be the day i find out so right mm-hmm which, you know, it's not exactly their fault because they're still looking at guidelines, seeing how many students they can house, seeing if we can even have roommates. So, you know, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt here, but like, you know, I need to know where I'm living so right. I can plan out what's going to fit in my room because I don't know where I'm going to put my TV. We're going to figure it out. It's fine. Also, mom's like looking at me and it's just like, oh my God, you have too, too much stuff, but I literally only have things that I need so far. Like I don't even have like, like, I feel like this isn't even that much. She's saying the stuff you have in the corner is too much? Yeah. No, I really, much. Yeah, I know. The only thing extra that I really have that I probably didn't crazy need was the Nutribullet. But I did need that. I have protein shakes every day. Also, my calendar. But that can hang on a wall. That's different. I think, okay, so when I left, when I moved out of school, I uh, was able to fill my my car my ford um what was that focus focus yeah my ford focus and that was all i had was just everything in my ford focus so i mean if you could fit it in the honda you're good okay i don't think i have that much i literally the rest i need is like a keurig totes to go under my bed a coffee cart those are the last like big things i need and everything else is going to be like snacks k-cups you know like little shit that i need like i'm good on clothes besides what i'm gonna buy myself right you know lulus and shit 
Gymshark had a sale this week, and it took every part of me not to buy stuff. I did buy stuff. Anyway. Oh my. Um. Okay. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> We're done. We're done talking. <laughs> All right. I'm ready to for bed. So I'm gonna peace out. Um. Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. Thanks for listening. This one was actually really fun. This one was good. It was. Sorry I for mean, off-topic rants that we went on for like minutes on end, but you know. Yeah. But, like what? Like it wouldn't be fun if we just talked about murder. <laughs> You gotta like, like mood a little because that was a little painful. Light mood a little, yeah. <laughs> Did you see that also Trisha Paytas's uh podcast is ending? I didn't. Yeah, it's actually well, really good because I don't know who that is, but you know who Trisha Paytas is? Paytas is? No. She's the girl who pretends she's like a different religion this week and appropriates a bunch of cultures and then like acts super dumb about it. So no one can cancel her because she like pretends to not know. Oh. And so cannot get canceled she's like the only uncancelable person that sounds tremendously cringy i'm not gonna lie to you but like face and shit and like asian fishing and shit like that oh yeah she's crazy she's also made a song about moses like i love you moses with like a bunch of provocative clothes and like you know sang a song about how he freed the slaves and shit (laughs) it's really funny oh god okay i'm too tired for this (laughs) okay Okay, go to bed, dude. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Rate, review, subscribe, send us your stories and all that. Yeah, follow us on Instagram, um, Killer Crime Sister Time, just at. And then, you know, send your shit to either our DM or our Gmail because that's easier. Yeah. Uh, Killer Crime and Sister Time at gmail.com. And, you know, we will see you next Monday for some more current events. We'll see if, you know, Anything else crazy happens this week? Might shoot my pants later. Who knows? <laughs> All right. Might get interesting. Looking forward to it. We got five, we got seven whole days. You never know what might happen in between then. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.